0: Yo, guys, welcome back to another episode of the QMS podcast. Uh, today, we are joined by a special guest. Um, the name is Mark. Met him when I was back in America for camp. Um, so, yeah, Mark introduce yourself.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm Mark. Um, from the States, uh, New York City. You know what's popping? Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, yeah, I met Quincy at camp. I work at this organization for like... I've been doing, uh, I did about six years there. It's my 14th summer with them. I've been there since I was a little kid and everything. So it's an honor to to meet him and then and, and meet everybody here and then to talk to some of y'all. But um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. New York, born and raised.
0: Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, let's get into it.
1: You guys think um,
2: women are more emotional than men?
0: Yeah think
2: women are more emotional than men.
1: Yeah, I, I think. Know. Oh no, I was gonna say I think it comes down to whether like they show it like. Are you asking? Do they show it more physically, like outside in public, or do they feel more? Feel.
0: In that sense, then, no. Nah, I feel like everyone is, on average. Actually, no. I still say, I still say women are more emotional on average average why can
2: you can you can you measure emotion
0: on that i'm looking at it as like um i feel like well to my understanding anyway i feel like men have the tendency have a high tendency to fall into that state of being emotionless emotionless for like a certain period like i feel like women yeah obviously obviously women experience that too but you you more like Come across men Who might be going Through their like Emotionless period I'm not saying it's like a, a thing that has to happen But like That phase of just Being emotionless I'm not really feeling Um Much I feel like you find it A lot more in men So I feel like If we're looking at it in, in that sense Then Uh Men Are less emotional Than women From that Like That point of view
2: Okay Okay Mark what about yourself What do you say
0: I
1: will say that um like I feel like in terms of like for men like we feel stuff but we don't like let it show or like we try to like hide it or whatever but it, the longevity of like that type of like emotion is just longer than like a woman's because like they will feel stuff and then they will like sit there cry about it whatever like that but it'll be like kind of a short time period kind of thing to where like okay they're over it and they keep going but men like we don't we don't spend too much time on it that way it lingers throughout the rest of the day so I feel like we're more emotional um, than women in terms of like longevity of our emotions but women they just kind of like feel it get over it and then once they're over it they're over it but I feel like as a man like you never get over it like if I be there like a week later thinking about it I get a pop up in your head or like a couple days later it'll pop up in your head so I feel like yeah in terms of that thing men. A little bit. Interesting taking though. Okay and
2: We'll go to Salama
1: first Before I come back to that
3: right. You know You both The two points I had in my head Is literally What both of you said I think Another thing is that Men just tend to Get on with what they need to do Like regardless They just Tend to get on with what they need to do So like they, They're less likely to just Sit there and let's say Overthink If that makes sense so I feel like in that sense I feel like Women, as much as they do cry over it, let's say, like a woman is more likely to think about her emotion. Whereas a man is more likely to just put it off to later on, as Mark said, like, it's not for me to worry about right now. Right now I need to do this. I feel like it's like kind of what Mark said in the sense where I would say that men are emotional more in the long term. But I feel like if you're looking for short bursts of emotion, then I feel like women are much more capable of doing that. Then
2: I'd say a man would be. Okay, okay, I hear you. So in terms of um feeling these emotions on a larger timescale, is that something that any of you guys have experienced before?
0: What do you mean, ask again, sorry?
2: In terms of feeling the emotions on a larger timescale than that than that of women's, is that anything that you guys have felt before on a personal level? I
0: don't know why I don't get your question.
2: So like Earlier, Mark was saying how sometimes something that happens like today will pop up next week in your head. Yeah. So, is that something that's happened to you? Have you experienced that before?
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I'll say it's, it definitely happens like more often than like I can recall. Like it happens all the time. Say something good on my mind, then maybe I forget about it for that moment. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe I distract myself with like gym or work or something, mm-hmm. and then later on it just come back I think a lot of what I think a lot of what men do to um not entirely hide but disregard their emotions is distraction and it's not like it's not like typically just it's not like a typical uh maybe watching a movie and eating ice cream and then forgetting about it for a moment it'll literally be like going to the gym or working 24 7 just so they don't have the time to think about anything else other than what they're doing in that moment which is work gym or whatever occupies other people's time mm. but yeah so that's that's something that happens with me too like I find I find myself using like the gym a lot to distract myself some maybe from a problem I have at the moment and maybe it might come back later when maybe it doesn't but yeah. see what about you too.
3: um I think I'll go first that um for me it's not it's not that I distract myself it's just sometimes I'm just incapable of mm. letting everything go at once I don't know why but it's just one of them things where it's like let's say I want to cry about something I'll be able to cry for like a minute or two but then after that I just can't I can't let everything go at once Mm. like for some reason it maybe I've just gotten used to bottling stuff up to the point where I can only do it in intervals now rather than doing it all at once but yeah so like for me so it does happen to me like I do see why have I forgotten the question what was I talking about
2: Open up your emotions, letting it go.
3: Yeah, yeah, so for me, it's never really, it's not really a thing where it's like the gym distracts me or something distracts me. It's just that I, I don't, maybe I have an issue where I just can't let my emotions all out at once. But I just, I've just never been able to do that. For me, I mean, to be honest, prayer has helped. The more I pray, the more it helps. But at the same time, it's not something that I'm able to just do all at once.
0: I hear I hear that.
1: How about you? My phone, cause if my phone rang or something. I didn't want it to, to. But um, yeah, I feel like I feel like it do catch up to me. Like especially like if I make a really big decision in my life. Like especially when it comes to my brothers or let's say my 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 little boo thing. Um, uh, if she does something that I don't like or whatever, or if my brothers do something that I feel like you just don't do, like then I feel like I'd be like, all right, whatever. Like the the shit, the consequences that I have after that. I like kind of make and then forget about so like my friends like let's say we you know me and one of these other dudes got into an argument and they're trying to like play both sides and I was like um nah like if it was me in that position I'd be like no let's hash it out let's fix it together like no I'm not gonna make time for you and then go and make time for you like not gonna be on that we're all supposed to be brothers and stuff like that so I just excluded myself from that and I feel like after a while I'm like damn like what I'm gonna do now like uh, who I'm gonna play with now like so because I'd be on the PlayStation whatever and I'm like damn like I just made like a really big decision and in the beginning when I made it like it, it was cool whatever and then like two days in three days later I'm like damn so what do I do now so then that issue still comes up on whether do I like do I kind of trade in my kind of principles that I have for myself or like my morals that I have for myself things that like I expect from people that I want in my circle or like things I expect from like Let's say a girl, she's, like, let's say I find she's flirtatious with another man. Like, do I compromise myself for her in a way? So, and for me, it's nine times out of ten is no. So, like, in the beginning, it's like, okay, I'll lose her. There's plenty of fishes in the sea. But then, you know, that one day you go out fishing and there's nothing, you don't get a catch. And then you like, damn, should I really go back to that fish? And so, it's stuff like that I feel like catch up to me, like, later on. Like, I make a lot of big decisions for myself just based on, like, my morals and my principles. But, like, later on, it's like, damn, I got to think about it now. And so that problem gets on. Like, for a girl, I feel like if she would be like, oh, like, nah, I'm not, I'm not hanging with that shorty or whatever. That girl's not my friend no more. Like, I, I've had a lot of experience where shorties coming to me and be like, yo, like, this person I'm not friends with no more and I'm cool with that. And I feel like once they cut off something or once they end something, they chilling. But when it comes to, like, a man, like, once you cut off something, you, like, you eventually going to come to a point where you're like, damn, like, was that worth it? Like, you recollect and rethink about what you did. So I think plenty of times that I run into that that problem where, like, I make, like, these big decisions and it catches up to me and I got to think about it again rather than me just making that decision and then I don't have to think about it again. Let me just ask you before we move on. Um,
2: you said that you don't think girls go through that same situation where they cut someone off and they think about others. Why do you think that is? Why do you think girls don't
1: ponder on that situation? I think cause like, cause girls like I feel like girl like well, so that's another thing I was telling uh, Quincy like here in the states it might be different from like, you know across mm. the pond, but like here like just from my surroundings my environment here it's like if a girl don't really like, um uh, don't really like bangs with a with another girl that's that's cool because they're not they naturally catty like you know what I'm saying they're not not meant to like kind of. Circle up and be like, you know, braid each other's hair and stuff like that. There's like, but over here, it's like rare times that you, you kind of see that, like girls that are buddy buddy. Mm-hmm. It's either they have a really close best friend, but they're not close with every girl they meet. Uh, cause they feel like, you know, one of them is like, oppie or like jealous or envious. That, that goes a lot, a lot of times for the girls. But for the boys here, it's like, you know, or like, like I said, like we, we establish a type of brotherhood, like, you know, hey, this is our crew. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we don't do nothing to respect, disrespect each other. We include everybody. Let's say we all going out. We extend the invite, even though we know you're not going. But I feel like in terms of the girls here, it's like, oh, like, you can't really count on her. Or, like, they really establish the who what type of person you are and everything like that when it comes to girls versus girls. Mm. But boys versus boys, like, a lot of times we, like, say, like, oh, okay, just give them, extend the invite or give them that. That um, kind of I don't know struggling to find a word giving that type of
3: kind of yeah. give them the opportunity to show themselves before mm-hmm. you like, put a label on them
1: exactly and I feel like girls don't do that here like it's like they they think they know that person already mm. but, um, so yeah that's how I feel like mm, that's some nice energy man I'm not gonna die
2: could use <laughs> some, some of that in London
0: 100 percent I was thinking it's <laughs> oh, man because <laughs> I, I never actually i would have never said what you just said is the case over here like i probably okay. would have said the complete opposite genuinely like not that we don't form brotherhoods over here but it's like they're they're superficial the brotherhoods here are superficial so it's like say we're looking at secondary school that's what part of high school and middle school in america um the brotherhoods are i thought that we speaking about spoken about this before on the podcast but the brotherhoods are formed based on what's the word again um convenience which of course is fine but it's the convenience of the fact that they go to the same school for cool. mm. going beyond that part of building a relationship with them doesn't happen a lot it's quite rare for you to actually find guys that um they met like i know a few people but it's like they met say younger years of um secondary school and then they're still tight up until today just because it's like yeah they were tight through secondary school cool but after they they went their separate ways and one in each other's space twenty four seven, then there wasn't really that opportunity, and they didn't create that for themselves to actually build, um, a genuine relationship between themselves. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Or as with girls, I would say it's the complete opposite. Like they they stick it out with each other.
2: Even if they don't mm. like each other, they just won't tell each other.
0: No, genuinely. So just stick it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, that's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I know, like, here, like, um, just, like, from my, like, high school experience or secondary school, like, experience, um, like, so, like, there, I had, like, a lot of friend groups, but, like, one is, like, I really, like, I didn't really, like, stick into one friend group because you never know who's really going to carry it on that same mentality, like, you don't know who's gonna, who's gonna move on with you or, like, you know, who's gonna keep in contact after high school, this isn't after that stage in your life, um, but one of them, like, right now, um, like yeah I knew all of them probably about it's probably about eight of us um I had different friend groups all those friend groups kind of like like this disappeared and this one friend group where it's like eight of us only like two or three out of them that I'm really tight with um because we were kind of like you know like not the alphas but like we were the ones that like made the plans and invited people and stuff like that you got people who were just like kind of lingering and stuff like that so only two out of like three that I really still talk to right now you know we plan trips um and stuff like we were supposed to go to, i didn't go to dr but they went to dr we're going to miami like like those are like kind of the the people that like i kind of like call like my brothers in a way like everybody else is cool like we kind of brothers but we're not really brothers like at the end of the day like i know these two are like my my brothers and stuff like that so i feel like in the same way um how like things don't uh go after high school that's kind of similar here like things after high school that was just a phase in your life but um there's a few that you could pick out that are like yo, like you
0: know really cool people. Mm. So I mean you have that here too, right? So with if- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like it's not common. Do you get Like it's just not it's not a common thing, I would say, for men anyway. That's how how I see it. That's been, I don't think it's a common yeah. thing. What was that first question you asked? I'm um, Philip? The first question I asked?
2: Yeah. I
0: don't remember.
3: Oh. The, emotion, the emotion. <laughs> So it's do something with
2: emotions. Yeah, yeah, it's something that through,
3: nice. <laughs> through making through making when men more emotional or encouraging to show them to Wait, them do you to want me to emotion. ask that question? No, yeah, I'm asking one.
0: you the question. I'm asking you the question. You asking me what question? The question that you the first question you asked, but you didn't answer it. Okay, I yeah, remember. I remember the
2: first thing you asked was, are men are women more emotional than men?
0: Sorry, that's it. Yeah, I'm asking oh, you. that yeah, question. Right. Right. Are yeah, women right. more emotional than men?
2: Oh, for sure, 100%. I think for sure, yeah, yeah. Um, Why? Well, I think in terms of being emotional, we're looking at it in the less extreme sense. So emotions as they come and go, I'm looking at it in the more extreme sense. So for example, if you think about it at the very extreme, so we're talking about when emotions get bad, so we're talking about suicidality and stuff like that. Here Here in the UK, I think it's a bit similar in the US, but in the UK, men kill themselves more than women. Yeah, and that can be linked to negative emotions or depression, anxiety, so on and so forth. However, more women try to kill themselves than men. Yeah. So from that, kind of deduce that women have a proclivity to negative emotion than men do. Now I think that the way men deal with their emotions is worse than how women deal with their emotions because men, as slam was saying earlier, attempt to bustle it up, um, they won't speak to their friends. I mean, to be fair, I do it myself. But yeah, we won't talk to our friends about it. And I think it's just down to the stigma around talking about your emotions as a man. You're not really supposed to do it. Um, People feel that they've been shamed for it in the past, so they can't do it anymore. And then there's another point of view regarding women as well. So what you hear on the internet a lot is that this woman made me feel, made my, my emotions feel invalidated. Therefore, I'm never going to speak about my emotions again. So, yeah, in terms of who's more emotional, I say a woman. In terms of who deals with the emotion worse, I say a man. Yeah, I agree. Um, let
0: me ask you guys, how how do you guys deal with your emotions? That is positive and the negative. Oh. I'm taking it there. We're taking it there. i taking <laughs> it there.
2: I'll just go um, first because You want to go? Uh, I'll go first. Mine is very simple. And the same thing I mentioned a lot in the last podcast. I just tell myself, like, bro, being kind of cringy now. Need to stop it. We're leaving with life. We just, we just keep it stepping. We just keep it stepping. And to be fair, it works. It works. Now, but I shouldn't, I shouldn't exclude the part when if I'm, if I'm feeling like really bad, I just pray about it. And after I've prayed, things, if you're a religious person, after I've prayed, at that point, you need to make a decision. You need to make a conscious decision to leave it at that. Can't keep on pondering, keep on dwelling on that fact. After you pray, if you if you're gonna say, oh, I'm gonna leave it to God, then you have to leave it there. You have to make that effort. So yeah, but if I don't pray, it's like, yeah, just get a grip, man.
0: See, let's, let's 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 keep it stepping. Fair. Fair. And um, how about positive? Like, do you express yourself when you're happy, or is Not it a sign like, like, you keep inside?
2: I haven't felt positive emotion in the, in the past five years.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 to be honest, yeah, I can't remember a time I was like genuinely happy. Now I okay. laugh, but it's just, like okay. genuine you. happiness. Is just,
0: like uh, Sorry, before I, before I answer the question as well, what does genuine happiness look like to you?
2: What does genuine happiness look like to me?
0: Yeah.
2: Ooh, that's a serious question.
3: Yeah, I'll we'll go in a there. I we'll
2: uh, No a problem. Name. No problem. Genuine happiness. Oh, there's there's different angles. Yeah, there's different angles you can answer this question from. 100%. You know what? Genuine happiness for me is just being at complete peace with myself and with God. That's it. Yes, that's it.
0: Complete peace with yourself and God. Okay. I like that. what
2: I well, myself will
0: do the other way around. Okay. Um, how about you guys? How about how do you you deal with your emotions, the negative and the positive? Okay, I'll go. Um <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll
0: go. Um, wait, wait,
3: before before you continue, just to clarify, by negative and positive, you mean how do I deal with negative emotions or how do I do my emotions negatively?
2: Bro. Wait, how do <laughs> you do
3: nice. it? <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> I get what you're that, saying. That, you're the first
0: one How do you deal with your negative emotions, and then how do you deal with your positive emotions? Okay, cool, cool,
3: cool, cool.
0: Um, so I would say, I think if it's like in the moment, like uh like I get very, if, if I get like very, very um frustrated in the moment, I feel like I would find the best way to go to the gym. Like that's that's just, especially at uni, that's what a lot of us do So if it's like 12 1am and I'm it just hits me I'm packing my bag and I'm going to the gym I'll be so real um but like that's like more of an in the moment when it's like a deeper like a deeper feeling of like sadness or whatever um I feel like I have a very logical approach to my emotions so it's like I will actually sit there in my head if I if I talk to myself yeah cool but it's like I will sit there and ask myself okay what's the problem like why is this a problem to me Okay, what can I do to actually solve this problem? If there's nothing I can do, like if I've done everything in my control to solve this problem and there's nothing more that I can do, then I should just leave it there. But like, I tell myself, okay, like why am I so annoyed? Like there's nothing I can really do about it. But then if it's a thing where I can actually not, not have control of the situation, but it, I can actually do something about it, then I will figure out what I can do to solve that feeling of sadness or whatever. So I feel like I have a very logical approach to my negative emotions, my positive emotions, um, uh, I, I want to say the similar to Philip, but again, like, saying. I just, I think a lot of it, again, is just talking to myself and letting myself know I did this well, like, say I'm proud of myself in the moment of doing something, I think a lot, a lot recently, I have Lost regard for validation of things from other people, like entirely. Like I couldn't care less about what someone thinks about something that I've done. But if I feel like I've done this well, I feel like I'm proud of myself. I'm happy with myself. If I'm happy about the outcome of something, like I'll not keep it to myself. Oh yeah, I'll keep it to myself, but like I'll feel happiness from within for myself, and not just feel it, also acknowledge it, cause like it's a good feeling. Like I shouldn't o- only, only acknowledge the bad feelings so um yeah i think acknowledgement for negative and like actually applying logic not a lot of people can do that i, I do know that but that's what does help me mm. that's solid that's solid yeah i think um
1: like with my negative emotions like definitely distracting myself um finding something to do like i'll be like damn like i know i'm feeling like i'll I feel it for a little while then after that i'm like like damn yeah i feel this way but I wouldn't have felt this way if I had gotten these things done. So let me just get that done real quick. Um, I'm probably spending, I'll probably be more productive doing this, this and that than actually like, you know, thinking about that. Um, And then another thing too, is like, I'm very like spiritual and religious as well. So it's like, I'll toss it up to God and be like, yo, like, let me this in your hands now. Like, I know like you got a plan for me or whatever. So, you know, it is what it is. It can't be all like, you know, like all butterflies and rainbows um, or I'll throw it up to the universe, like, yo, that's just, like, like, I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand, the way, like, um, how I see, like, religion and, and spirituality, just saying, like, yo, like, you know, this wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be, um, and just keep going all my day, I think the way I deal with positive emotions, um, like, to be genuinely happy, I feel like you would have to, not like, not feel stressed, and you would have to have, like, a bunch of money because like let's <laughs> say i think one of, one of one of the places my mom like told me like she was like she seemed like i was genuinely happy it was at disney world once to disney world i know i was going through it that morning i didn't really want to get out of bed whatever we had to travel take the shuttle whatever to the disney world blah, blah, blah. go through all the like little things and then i, t- I was taking a picture of like i think it was goofy and i was smiling mad hard i think i was thinking of a joke. And, uh, <laughs> and she was like, that's, she was like, this is the first time I've seen you like genuinely happy. And I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, I didn't have to pay for nothing. One, two, like I didn't have nothing to worry about, but just being there, you know, especially since it's like an amusement park that's like mad big. Like you literally have to spend the whole day there. You don't really have nothing else to think about. Um, I don't think I was really focused on posting anything on social media or anything like that. So I feel like being genuinely happy is just not stressed and, just, like, not worried about anything but what you're doing in that moment. Um, and so, like, I feel, like, positive emotions. I feel like I don't – like, and I'm thinking about it. I don't really celebrate, like, any positive emotions. Like, I feel, like, hype or whatever, but um, I don't really celebrate it enough as I probably should have. I just be hype. Um, I feel like I, I feel like the way I, I kind of perceive it is, like, okay, this is one of the good things that I'll line up for myself. Um, and then I just – be grateful that I have like this, this and that. So yeah, that's how I deal with it.
3: Um I think for me for me I've like I've kinda of like broken down my positive and negative like a lot of my negative emotions stem from stuff in the world. Like the worldly things around us with it's like like achieving a goal like in the world or like me like experiencing something that where I'm like, yeah, I really want to do this. But then after that, you know when you've achieved something and then after the achievement, you have that period of um just I just call it depression to be honest. Like yeah. when you when you've achieved a goal and then you go and turn around and you're just like, Yeah, well you did you spent all your life doing that. Sure you celebrated it for a day or two. After that day or two, the next thing's come, it's time for the next thing. It's not like you can't just stop there now. Um, mm. so a lot of like my negative emotion kind of stems from that some like not a lot of it, but like that's when i when I consciously consciously can say I' felt the most negative um I would say, how do I do with that? I do that with my like my positive side basically so like if the worldly things are more the things that make bring me down make me more negative then I would say the world- the stuff that's not in the world, so for example my my relationship with god like doing stuff that God has told me to do and stuff like that is where my positive side stems from. Like, I think my genuinely, genuine happiness is basically the same as Philip's, where my relationship with God and how I approach it is the most important thing to me. And the better I approach it, the more happy I would feel, how I think of it. Because I can say for sure, now looking back, that I was happiest when... I was like praying all night and stuff like that like when I was staying up to pray when I was following what God had told me to like the strictest level Mm -hmm. and it's not to say that I didn't experience negative emotions then it was just that I experienced negative emotions but then they kind of got flushed out through me doing my worship and stuff like that so I would say that's kind of like how I do with it. So I'm I'm not saying that nothing in the world makes me happy, because there are stuff that, there are things that do make me happy, of course. But it's just never been worthwhile. The happiness hasn't really lasted, so I can't really call it genuinely happiness. If mm. that makes sense. But I feel like when I do um, the stuff that I feel like would make my hair after better, like my afterlife better, then that's when I start feeling like genuine happiness. And I, that's what I strive towards, because I know that those things are like they're boundless; they don't end. There's no limit to how much you can worship God, or mm. and stuff like that. There's no limit to how much knowledge you can gain, in that sense as well. And yeah, that's that's probably how I deal with my positive and negative sides. That's a nice point.
0: I was going to ask uh, you guys just um, just, just before we continue.
3: It, Quincy, you didn't say what genuine happiness was for you
0: um genuine happiness i think it's very similar to you guys i think um at peace with the maker and then at peace i think at peace with the maker and then comfortability in its entirety so it's like comfortability in all aspects of life and i until the afterlife until like i don't think it's actually possible to fulfill genuine happiness because it's like there's never going to be a moment in life when you don't have problems but even at that i feel like that it's it's possible in a sense where like yeah these problems come but it's like how how I look at these problems like there's there's things that could be happen- oh I hit my mind the things that could be happening in life cool but it's like I feel like somebody's mindset or mental approach to that would really determine their happiness or how they feel in that moment like that could be the worst thing that ever happens anyone but their mindset to that problem could literally just be the determinant of whether they're happy or not. So um um yeah I feel, I feel like uh at peace with the maker, at peace with the maker and entirety and uh comfortability in this entirety as well. And perspective, right? Wow, well, I me, mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have I, have right I said there. it yet? Have I said it yet? No, no, you, no, you haven't.
2: You explained right. it without saying it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trying to call her. Don't worry. All right, cool. Um, what are you gonna ask? Um, what
2: was it I was gonna ask? Oh yeah, Mark, you mentioned that you didn't really you didn't really acknowledge or celebrate times when you experience positive emotions. And I think the same can be said for us three as well. The question I want to pose to you guys is why do you think that is why is it that we we really acknowledge and see the negative emotions and the negative side of things, but when it comes to the positivity, our positive emotions, being happy, whether it is just in the moment, why do we not why, why why don't we see that as an important moment to remember or to consider?
3: yeah, I feel like for me for me, it was just like the first time I experienced something that was supposed to be positive, and i did I did feel positive for the day, I felt positive, and then after that there was just a sharp turn down into depression, and I was just like, since then it's been hard to um like hard to acknowledge things that are good of things that you've done right when when it's like i'm kind of like preempting this negative emotion that's going to come straight after it if that makes sense like that's right. uh, like that's that's probably why i struggle to i mean that is why i struggled to really like celebrate so like for example with gcc results day was when i felt happy and then after that it was like cool calm and then like when a level results day came i just couldn't bring myself to be happy because it was just like, yeah, like, I've already experienced this. It's like, it's it's not really, it doesn't really make sense. So, I'm at, so I just like, I just preempt it and I'm like, you know what? If I don't feel happy, maybe the turn of, my turn of emotion won't be as sharp. So maybe I won't feel as bad. So yeah, that's probably why I, I still do it to this day, to be honest.
0: Um, I think for me, and I think for a lot of people subconsciously, I think it's like the the overf- the overflowing uh, like reminder, reminder of how reality is, and it's like in reality we live in quite a sad world. Like there's so many things answer, happening bro. that are so, it's just <laughs> so sad, and it's like a lot of the time we don't even know half, let alone a quarter of what's happening in the world. But it's like the reality of it, and which will dawn people at some point when they maybe gain some sort of consciousness about how the world actually is, is that, like, we live in quite a sad world. So it's, like, the only things you can really focus on in a sad world are the sad things. Like, it's never – you never – like, in the news, cool called media, you never see anyone talking about the good things. It's always the bad things that happen in, in the news. And I think that's the – I mean, that's obviously the mindset of the people that are cho- choosing what to put on the news. So it's going to be the mindset of normal people too, because they're all normal people. So – I feel like just it's it's a natural thing that has i wouldn't say it's like it's just it's a natural thing, especially for people in like um is it first world countries yeah yeah uh, especially for people in like first world countries like where we're from um I feel like it's a lot harder to see the world in a positive light, whereas the people from third world countries they have the ability to see the light in things that nobody else would see the light in and i think as of recent i've been genuinely like i was salama i genuinely try my best to like just be grateful for certain things and like see things in the positive light like um random example cool. say um say say i'm i'm having an argument with my dad Cool. i feel like recently i've looked at it as like okay i'm grateful that i'm saying that i'm having an argument with my dad rather than my dad's in hospital or I don't know who my dad is, that kind of thing. Like, obviously, it's not it's not the best of scenarios. It's not nice, but just trying to look at things from a positive light is what we struggle to do, and what I've been trying to do personally a lot recently. That's nice.
1: Yeah, and I think it comes down to like, why is it easier to do the wrong thing than to do the right thing? Kind of thing. Like, it's a lot easier to focus on the on the negatives uh, than the positives, and um. I feel like with the positives, like how I don't, why I don't celebrate is because like these are like the way I see it is like the positives are these are the things that's supposed to be happening. So like it's not like anything out of the ordinary, but when things go wrong, it's like, why are these things happening? How can I change this? How can I fix this to make it go right? Um, so yeah, so I think it's just easier to focus on the negatives because then you're able to see like the thousands of things that could go wrong. But you're not able to see like the the thousands of things that can kind of go right. No,
2: uh, well, that's a good point. We have um, we're just more likely, we're just more inclined to think about the bad things since bad things are happening around us. Um, I'd say, in my own personal experience, this time last year, this time, yeah, this time last year up until now, not now, a couple months ago, I was probably my nihilism was at an all time high. Because I was just absolutely disappointed. Wait, what is that? Nihilism, the belief that nothing matters. Pretty much so. My nihilism was at all time high because I look around and I knew, like, we all know that bad stuff happens in the world. Like that's that's a given. But the more you grow up and the more you hear about it, then the more it becomes apparent. It becomes more real to you. And seeing all the bad stuff happening, just it it, it fills you with negativity. And then we have people like ourselves who, as Quincy, men- Quincy mentioned, we live in a first world country. And the people in this country, what do we do? We complain about our living standards and stuff like that. We're just we just say it, We're just complaining about things. And and people, in, yeah, we're, we're people in other countries who who would they would be joyous to have what we had. We they'd just be delighted to have what we had. So yeah, people are just not grateful. And in that time of life, I just thought to myself, wow, the world is actually. Terrible. But then like Quincy mentioned, try to focus on the more positive things. I try to be grateful for the smaller things to this point. I said I've never felt I don't remember feeling happy. But I just remember that the time I have felt happy is when I just get to see my friends. Because the whole people can be gone before you know it. It's generally true. Like people can disappear. They could be here today, gone tomorrow. So I started to be more grateful. Or when I got to see my friends, start to cherish the moments I was with them more, even if they didn't realize it. And yeah, I think that's the only thing you really can do: just cherish the positive moments and don't don't take things for granted. Be grateful for everything that you ha- you that you do have. And fair enough, it might make you more sentimental, but well, it's better for you to be sentimental than to be negative about everything all the time and not not to acknowledge the things that you do have.
0: 100% yeah, 100% So was the answer as well? Or... Yeah. Answered, yeah, but like, yeah, that's um... one of the things that holds me
3: up the gratefulness aspect mm-hmm. It's one of them ones where I feel like if I didn't have it then the negative probably swallowed me up mm.
0: I think what it was what it was for me that switch was I think cool when, when, I, when I went to America at camp right um, Mark, have you guys done the Hunger Banker before?
1: I don't think so. Um okay. me, me go refresh my memory.
0: So basically it's um so it's it's not it's not meant to be for me, it's meant to be for the, the campus out cool. But I learned so much from it. So it's like a scenario where everyone's given like different slips, right? And it has different things. It has like whether you're on the higher class, upper class, sorry, upper class, middle class, or lower class. And then um uh every, there was like some people in the lower class, alpha people in the lower class, and then some two or four people in the middle class and then two people in the upper class. Two, upper class people had like juice, chicken on a plate, like good food, and then middle class, they had like water and water um and food, obviously not up to the standard of the um upper class, and then the lower class, it was literally just a plate of a plate of mash, a very tiny portion. And then it was starch water, but it was meant to imitate um dirty water. And um literally like 10, 12 of us just sit around. And like obviously it was they give us a moment to like just imitate, not entirely imitate, but just like interact with each other and, in that in that moment. And it was just so interesting to see like so the guys that were on the middle classes, like, instead of them being grateful for what they had, they were like so like they were focusing so much on what the upper class had. Mm-hmm. and it's like i see myself doing I, I used to do that a lot so much like i used to do it so much it's like sort of focusing on the things that i have that I, I have that are privileges like i focus on what other people have and what is i guess better in a sense yeah so it was just it was such a interesting experience and it was like interesting to see how i reacted to it it's just see how other kids reacted to it too and i think from that moment it was literally just that gratefulness switch. It's like, I have food on my table every single day. Like, there's not a day where I go with my mom, when my mum mom isn't, like, able to provide food for me. But that isn't the case for other people. And it's not that like the mum doesn't want to. It's literally just she can't. That kind of thing. Even people living in the UK, in the US. And it was like, seeing, in America, seeing, I told you guys before, homelessness is such a big thing in America. Like, compared to the, U- to the UK, it's massive in America. And just seeing that, and understanding that that's not my position, I, like, just it was a gratefulness switch so mm. i don't know hopefully it's something like not everyone has the opportunity to like experience that switch but like it definitely shouldn't take that switch to be grateful mm. like it, it it can just happen but yeah that that was that, that was that was what kind of switched it for me
2: okay i'm just gonna go ahead and just steer the conversation back to the more emotions side emotional side of things i'm gonna ask you guys just a general question so what do you guys think about men crying?
0: Oh. <laughs>
2: oh.
3: This is a mad question I think about it. What do,
0: you guys it think? Is. what do you think, Philip?
2: What do I think about men crying? Yeah. Bro, if you're a man and you're crying, stand up. You're supposed to be... I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Nah, look. Crying... I don't remember crying ever being um, uh gender-specific thing everyone gets to cry everyone sometimes needs to yeah
3: growing up it's emotions
2: not even... yeah everyone sometimes needs to release their emotions so look when i think of, me, i think of men crying and i just think of it as it is men crying i think the real question would be can men cry too much or can men cry to the point that they seem
3: less masculine than other men
1: Um, yeah I think so yeah. like I feel like if you're crying a little too much like, like if you're always <laughs> emotional like bro chill I right, I right, get it like, <laughs> like 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 if I get into an argument with one of my bros and they start crying it's like yo yeah, like all right bro like <laughs> you're a little too emotional for me but like I feel like as a man like you could cry you could definitely cry but Like, I feel like in private, you cry all you want. But I feel like for me personally, like, for for anybody else, yeah, you can cry all you want in private. But for me personally, like, let's say I'm I'm at my house or whatever, and I'm feeling emotional and I need to shed a tear too. Cool. But after, like, that, after that first, like, 30 minutes, after that first, like, hour, I got to get over it. Like, just for me, because, like, I don't know, ponder it on it. Sometimes it's not even that deep, too. So, like, things could just, like, switch in a minute. Um, I think in public, nah. Like I feel like we somebody catch you shed a tear to a public. I feel like that's that's reasonable, but in public, nah, I couldn't, I couldn't cry. Like I could not straight out ball in public. Like I just feel like I don't know. I just can't. I just can't. Like I, I don't know. Maybe it's because of my ego or my pride. Maybe it's not me just being a man. Just because like I just think that this, I just can't do that. Like I don't want no one to see my like emotional side in a way. <laughs> I think in public it's more of like I don't want anyone to see my weakness or emotional side and um, in private it's like I don't care what like anybody sees because it's just me so
0: yeah that's interesting um I think for me uh what what do you think I've been crying um I think as of recent it's just something I've Come to accept a lot more, like just take and not just accept. Like, I've always been found with other people, but just for myself too. Um, I think before what the thing that was instilled in me while growing up is, um, only only women cry, only girls cry. Like, that's that's just being genuine. Like, crying. Like, if I if I if I like fell down and scraped my knee, I'm not crying, I'm gonna get up and keep it stepping. Like, if I even if I was in dire pain, nah, you're a man, don't cry. That's what what I was taught. That's what I was taught. And it's like, it was literally, it wasn't even literally a thing where someone sat me down and told me that, okay, men don't cry. It was just, okay, say I am crying in the moment. What I would hear is man up. Like what someone would tell me is, someone would tell me is man up. Um, Why are you crying like a woman? Kind of thing, like, quote unquote, those those kind of things. So it's like, that obviously created a subconscious stigma in my mind that men are not meant to be crying. And then, as of recent, like I've come to accept it a lot more, and like it's like it's not men should be crying. It's like if you cry, cry. If you don't, then you don't. Like that's that's how I see it. I think. I mean, we can touch on that a bit more after a bit. feel like something that i said before, yeah. It was literally just I was literally brought up a man up. Men aren't meant to cry. Um, literally a very traditional mindset kind of thing. Um. And that's, that's just what it was until like, and it was like, it kind of, talking on a general like scale of emotions, it kind of like, it kind of made me feel like my feel I wasn't meant to feel, like it kind of made me like invalidate my feelings in myself and like made me feel that feelings weren't meant to be felt kind of thing, especially in negative ones. Um, and obviously that was like a mental reaction to what was triggered, which was like how men are. It's like a man up, the man up thing, the whole man up thing. Yeah, that's 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 really what it was. But then again, like as of recent, it's like as I was saying earlier, if you cry, you cry. If you don't, you you don't like. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to cry, and you shouldn't like not cry. Like, and I think again, I was I was gonna say I think we can probably talk on it. I think it's a question you have, um, but uh, it's not like a. I think a lot of the time men. Men are told that they should cry. When it's like, if you cry, you cry. Like, we don't have to cry if we don't feel the need to cry. Like, crying isn't everyone's way of expressing emotions. Um, and that's what I think people are misunderstanding about how men should be more expressive kind of thing. Like, that's not the way men can express themselves. It's not only by crying. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically what I think about it.
2: Bro spitting facts. Yeah, my Straight boy's spitting. <laughs> I seen
1: that I seen that meme where they do in the back or the other turn. He's like, This man's spitting <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> I don't really said that to you, Quincy, so you can send it to everybody. But um Yeah, I think I think definitely like I felt that. Like and, and the more you talked about it, the more I realized like the like some of the, like, toxic masculinity traits, some of it is kind of toxic, but I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a superpower. Like, to be able to, like, just, like, just, like, hide your emotions and, like, push through, be determined and stuff like I feel like a lot, like, I mean, we talked about it at camp. I don't know if we talked about it with, with you, Quincy, or anything like that. Or we talked about it with the boys or something like that. But, like um I'm losing my train of thought I think it was like do you feel like the way that you were kind of raised to be as a man has negatively impacted your life and I feel like in terms of me like nah I feel like um, the way that I was kind of instilled is yeah you don't have no reason to cry like you know you can't cry like um and I even struggled that with like my pops like I know sometimes when I was little I was like um like why is it that I can't express myself? Like why are you like so hard on me and stuff like that? I feel like that kind of cold shoulder that we kind of get as men kind of helps like pro like propel us in life. Um, a lot of people like I hate saying this, but I mean it's kind of true. A lot of people say like in the states it's like a patriarchy. Like um like you know men create this world and and that uh men is this, this and that. It's kind of a feminist kind of thing, but um in a sense it is true um and so like you have to be tough and you have to like you know have to be like diligent especially when you like you don't like especially like all of us I believe like all of us we don't have this right privilege where you could like feel your emotions and cause a tantrum and and do whatever you want like you have to be like especially as a man of color like you have to be someone who's like uniform who's like respectful and has to has to get what they want through like a um well like a uh, disciplined kind of way And so, um, I do feel like it is misunderstood. Like some people are like, Oh, like, like cry if you need to or cry. This this." is like, I don't need to cry, but like, I do need to vent. I do need to like kind of like get that anger out. I kind of need to like lash out. I kind of need to like kind of get turned to like this whiplash. But, um, yeah, I feel like kind of at the end of the day, I feel like I do have a superpower. I do feel like it helped me throughout life. It helped me finish college. Like I, I remember like, um, I staying up like throughout the night studying, and I'm like, like yo, I I try to jam in a whole semester into one night or two nights, and and I can't do it. And I remember like just struggling, but my brain was like, yo, get in there, go take that test. let I me, mean, like, go do it, like, like that. But having that voice, having that superpower to kind of like push me and not help me fail, um, is I feel like help me help me in life personally. So. It's toxic, but with great power comes great responsibility. There's plenty of times where, like, you know, in the movies or anything like that where the superheroes get to have that battle with, like, doing the wrong thing. And I feel like, um, yeah, it is toxic, but, you know, like, everything can not be just, like, you can't have a superpower and just, like, kind of be invisible. There's got to be some kind of villain or there's got to be some type of evil that you kind of have to fight with. And so I feel like, yeah, that's, that's just how I feel about it.
2: He's Quincy Smitten, Mark spitting. Bestest salam and
3: With the crying thing, I just think if your release is to cry and cry, all you want? Of course, there's a limit to everything. You shouldn't do too much, like too much of anything is more is most likely bad. You shouldn't cry too much. Like I feel like if you're spending your day crying, you're overdoing it like at some point you've just got to find a solution to the problem like you can't just be crying over the same thing I think for like years and months like months and years I think like at some point you've just got to show yourself up and go like okay time to move on as hard as it may be in some situations you've just got to do it um but like with men crying I feel like if I see someone cry I feel like I'm not I'm even comfortable around people that cry I'll be raw. I don't know what it is, maybe I'm just not used to people expressing emotion that much around me. But when someone cries like I, I struggle to help them. So that like, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, it doesn't really make a difference. Um if I see a man cry in public, would I see perceive him perceive him as less manly? No, to be honest. I d I don't like like if someone's released if someone's releasing themselves, like that doesn't dictate to me whether they're more masculine, more feminine. I feel like at some point, as an individual, a person has to deal with the problems that are, let's say, making them cry or anything or stuff like that. And I feel like with men, the tendency is to try to deal with the problem rather than to um, just cry about it. If that makes sense. Or if they're not going to try to deal with the problem, they'll put it off until they get forced to 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 do something about it. And yeah, so it's it's not a thing where if men like men are humans, they can't cry. Like they have the capability to cry for a reason, but them um, to not use it is 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 up to them whether it helps them or not.
1: I think the conversation kind of has to come more around not that all, like um like these it's I think conversation has kind of goes from like toxic masculine masculinity into kind of like kind of state of like uh like just being strong like I feel like the way that I was kind of raised to kind of be like a trooper like to be a soldier like I feel like if I were to see a man crying out in public I'd be like wow like it took him it must something must have really happened to him for him to break down in public like that and i feel like there's no like shame in that like if he's crying in public let's say he's crying in public for an hour or whatever like i wouldn't be like yo or, or, or like you know kind of feel any type of way to him i'd be like yo like he must have really went through something for that to happen um and i feel like the talk around like if we were to phrase it like yo like um that we're like the way that some men are like being raised is to be kind of like soldiers and i feel like in the same sense a woman could be a soldier like you know there's women in the army and stuff like that like um it just I feel like it's less of like a toxic man trait just more of like a, a a soldier kind of training mentality of like you know when you get hit with something like you're not just gonna like bow out or something like that like you're gonna like stand up to it or you're gonna like find a way around it like I feel like kind of being disciplined and being trained in a way that makes you like kind of hardened in life um will help you like kind of um brace the world in a way so I feel like but yeah, I feel like that the t- the conversation has to be more about like um training like kids to be kind of like soldiers in a way, emotionally, not like you know like literally, but uh, emotionally and physically of like how to brace um the world, both male and female. So yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. I think in entirety and like if this offends anyone, yeah, cool. But um, the world has been, the world has just gone soft. Like you hear all the time, like. People are quite... What did we... How did you even get here? We're talking about crying. But yeah, sorry. The world's quite soft. It's like, um, there's certain things that are just blown out of proportion. And this is not me trying to invalidate anyone's feeling. Like, if you feel 100%, like we're humans, we're meant to feel. But there's so many things, especially on social media, that are just blown entirely out of proportion. And it's like, <clears throat> is it is it really worth it? Like, is it is it really that deep? I mean, of course... Uh, let me not say the word, but like, of yeah, course,
2: see it, see it.
0: of course, um, like perspective, yeah, cool. <laughs> on different things, and these things differently, I, I genuinely respect that. Like, I think it's a beautiful thing, but in some situations, some things are blown out of proportion, and that, as you're saying, that soldier mentality it's because that soldier mentality hasn't really been adopted or hasn't. It's something
2: that's entirely avoided but of course, each of their own. I feel like in modern day... No, I feel like society as a whole in modern day, and I'll say society in first world countries more specifically, I feel like we're trying to make too much of something that isn't actually that important. And it is still important, but it just isn't that important. And in doing so, I feel like we're neglecting the nature of men men and women. So... If you look back in olden times, like men, if you look back, men are normally the pillars. Yeah, They take the responsibility. They're the rock. That's literally what we're built up to be. Because at some point in your future, you you are probably going to become a husband and you're probably going to become a father. And when you have that family, you are expected to take responsibility for that family, to be the rock for that family, to be strong for that family. There's barely any stories of you. Of the husband crying to his wife and his wife mm-hmm. being the rock of the family, that doesn't happen. It's always the other way around. So, is it a problem? Is it really a problem that men don't cry as much as women do? No, it's not an issue. And just to reiterate the point that all three of you have made, it's just like if it's your nature to cry, so be it. If it isn't, that's fine too. We don't need to push men to start crying more than they need <laughs> to be crying. That's not, that's, it's not necessary it's not necessary and in doing that we're kind of just like we're just grinding down the the rocks that we built, the pillars that we built because someone has to be the pillar happens that it's meant mm. so we have to take that responsibility whether we like it or not and we'll be honest like all four of us know that there's some sort of intrinsic knowledge that we know that we need to be that pillar us not wanting to cry Isn't there's nothing toxic about it? It's because we we want to know that we're strong for any situation, so that people can rely on us.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like just to dive into like the social nature aspect of like the idea that I had. Like I know, like for me and this, uh, (laughs) now I'm thinking of something in my head. uh, How I say stuff just make me laugh. But like me and this girl, like we knew each other for like three years, like you know we've traveled a lot we've like you know like bounced around jobs we worked together um like we did so much together and it's like even at this big age um she's like she's still not the pillar or she's still not where I feel like I want my right hand person to be like like you said when you when you become a husband when you become a father like Um, I feel like for me personally that's very important to me especially as a man like I don't want to have like a family that's like oh like I have to go travel to see my kid like I don't want that Kanye and Kim thing um or I don't want that like child support like I don't want all that kind of drama I want to have a like a nice family and I want my like right hand uh woman to kind of be like a pillar as well um because like I feel like especially in this is age are coming up where a lot of women is like oh well we should be equals and this is now like I 100% agree and stuff like that but like I feel like a lot of the talk is like it's kind of hopeful wishing it's like yeah I'm not ready to kind of be that pillar yet Mm -hmm. um and and I feel like I do like I like I the way I treat my significant other is like I want you to be a pillar like I want you to be my equal like I give them all the respect and stuff but a lot of times it's like I'm explaining stuff to her that's like really deep in thought like and I'm telling her like you lack the discipline that that kind of I have because like to see certain things in a certain way like I see the way and I see something I see in like three different lights, but she only sees that one. And it's like, you, I kind of have to utilize her to um, her like abilities, like to her potential, but that doesn't match mine. And so for, and it's, it's hard for her to kind of understand that because it's either I tell her like, Hey, I need somebody who to match my type of energy. And she gets upset about that. Or I just kind of just go with the flow and use her to the best of her abilities. Yet she's not my equal. You see what I'm saying? So, Mm I feel like, um, um, in that sense of like what you said, um, of like becoming a husband and becoming a father, like you have to be that pillar. I feel like that's something that a lot of people like kind of sleep on. Like a lot of people like to blame like this patriarchy that we kind of establish or like this men world world, but at the end of the day, we're still the pillars. Like it's not like it's two pillars, hmm. because at the end of the day, yeah, like there's a lot of stuff challenges that yeah face as well, hundred percent, but the mentality of, like, from men to women is just never the same, Um, and I haven't seen that in, like, any of my datings, but I haven't seen somebody who's, like, held it down just like me. I have seen it in, like, older women, yeah, um, who are more established and everything like that, but I haven't seen it in someone my age who sees, like, the same thing that I see, who's on the same type of discipline that I have and everything like that, so um, I 100% agree uh, with what you said, like, um, you know, we we're gonna have to be the pillars and a lot of people don't understand what it's like to be a pillar
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: nah spitting again man <laughs> again
2: <laughs> no but it's true, it's true though it's true though it's like it's like when you're saying that they want to be our equals like of course they have our respect and they definitely are our equals in terms of that respect wing. but with a position of power also becomes a position of responsibility you need to remember that if you screw up you're gonna get the stick for it Mm-hmm. So I think that's what people just they, they don't really understand that aspect of thing, whether it comes to the relationship or whether it comes to something else, whether we're talking about the patriarchy, but you know.
3: <laughs>
0: um, Salama, do you want to say something?
3: No.
0: Oh, for I, I saw your Why is it
3: that? Why is it uh, <you> said, uh <laughs> <laughs> nah nah I'm not even like my brain you know it's you're spitting so much that my brain's taking a while to process it. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, the, the Second question is um I forgot the question. Salama, what was the question? Oh, Philip.
3: The question was, what person- personality trait would you like to have that you don't already have currently?
0: We can all answer that one, by the way. That question's for you, Mark.
3: Oh,
1: oh, oh! I thought you said we could all answer it, so everybody's gonna answer it. Um, oh no, you first, you first, first. Um. Oh, what personality trait I have is yeah. stamina, endurance i have these oh like, no
0: what 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 personality trait would you have that you don't already have mm. yeah i ain't got no stamina i ain't got
1: no endurance i ain't got no like determination <laughs> i got it i ain't got it like i have these short bursts where i'm like let's get this done like i don't know if you've seen oh, that uh, TikTok, whatever. Please. let's get this let's get this let's get this so i'm like i have those bursts where i'm like i'll do something productive and then 30 minutes in like ah that's enough for the day um i don't have that endurance that i feel like that that grit that i feel like i I think i have um i get lazy a lot so i don't know how to beat the fatigue i don't know the characteristic trait to beat fatigue um but whatever that characteristic trait i wish i had because i don't have and it is ironic because i do a lot and and i try to be productive and i have a lot going for me but i just can't push like my, my pops my you know my family my mom's always get on me like how are you going to be successful if you don't push? And I'm like, I know. But I don't got it. I don't got it. So I work on it. I work on it. What about, yeah.
2: Vince, you what about yourself. Just
0: deflected straight to me first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd probably say, I feel like, I, don't, I wouldn't say I want to be extroverted. I just want the ability to be extroverted. I don't know if that makes sense. So it's like, I feel like, for me, whenever I enter public spaces, it's like I'm so reserved. Like I, I'm, I don't talk. Like to the point where I feel like this applies to some, of, um, some of you guys too. But it's like to the point where <sighs> until someone else acknowledges my presence, people don't really realize I'm in the room type thing. Mm. So it's like I'm not really, I'm not really bothered by that. But it's more a thing where I feel like if I was more extroverted, if I like. Was a lot less reserved and a bit more like outgoing and I feel like that network thing would be a lot easier. Like it'd just be a lot easier to go talk to people. Um, and I I feel like I can do that on a one to one scale. Like I can I find it not easy, but I find it fine just going to person on a one to one scale and approaching them. But in a group setting, I can't do that. I I just couldn't do that. So um, I think that's the one that's the one that comes to mind for me right now, I think having the ability to be extroverted, not entirely being extroverted,
3: yeah right oh clicks, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: um for me, I'd say i I'd like the ability to to understand people on an emotional level, like to have to actually experience. Sympathy or empathy whatever one is, because in my life I'd say i would say people describe me as a compassionate person, at least the people that i've I've been close to they describe me as a compassionate person, but I've always felt like I'm feigning compassion. I've always felt like I'm kind of just faking it. or I just know what to do when somebody's upset and it comes to me a problem, and I don't necessarily understand why. They'd be upset about why they're crying, but I know how to deal with it, which is why people think I'm a compassionate person. So, yeah, like if, yeah, if someone wants to come up to me now upset, I'd be like, yeah, what's up? It's good. Let's talk about it, blah, blah, blah. But really and truly inside of me, and it sounds so strange and it just sounds so bad. But emotion most on an emotional level, I'm just like, I'm just I'm just not there. I just know what to do
0: that's so I bad hear. i hear that so much I hate you, that. I hate you that. say that's bad no mad mad well, I, I was about it's to say crazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. that's so interesting i mean
3: to, to a degree it's good though because like how many people come, have come up to us let's say during a sick form like if our emotions aren't affected technically we can help as many people as we true. can
2: true i hate that i hate that but it's, it just it's not but it,
3: it's, it's not strange. it's not healthy.
2: It's strange, because, like, yeah, you'd think not they'd much. want to go up to someone who can register register their emotions, but it's just, like, I don't I even feel
0: like it. At the end of it comes a lot of curiosity. I don't think it's entirely bad. I think it's just, because, let's say, because I've, I've I've thought it's this the same with me as well, but it's, like, at the end of it, I probably think, why did they feel like that? Like, mm. what made, like, obviously, I totally not understand why they're feeling like that, but it's, like, why can't I within me understand why they felt like
3: that? Yeah, yeah.
0: That kind of thing. But, um...
3: Or, like, why don't I turn to other people as well?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's mad interesting. Um, Salama?
3: Yeah, my one's a bit weird, but it's just... I want to be able to lack a bit of composure. Mm. Like, because I feel like, to a certain degree, like, let's say, like, I've been around my dad, my dad does My dad's not the most composed person in the world. And like, he gets annoyed very easily in it. But sometimes with me, it's like, I'm like, someone's clearly just violating. Like, someone's clearly just violating, but at no point have I got angry at them. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, not like angry in the sense where, you know, like, if you're angry, someone's even going to shout or do something like that. Like, for me, it's always, I'm still going to keep that calm tone. And I feel like to a certain degree, like it, it kind of for me, it feels like a bit weird because like everyone around me is getting angry, but I'm just sitting there like, yeah, okay, they're violating. Yes, I'm gonna violate them back, but but it's not it's not something that I'm getting outright angry about. You get what I'm saying? That like, it's not affecting my mental to the point where I, w- I wanna kill them or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I might wanna like, kill them, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna outwardly show that I'm gonna kill them. Mm -hmm. like so like it's just that like recently i've thought about it maybe you know it's a good maybe it's a good thing to have a lot of composure but at the same time like when you see everyone else reacting in a similar way to a certain degree it makes you feel like maybe what i'm doing is wrong or maybe Mm -hmm. i have too much of something that like if that makes sense like why am i I not getting angry yeah why am i not getting angry when all these people around me are getting angry
2: mm No, it's it's a good point that you bring up, but like you said, I feel like it's more of a perk than it is a negative thing. Yeah. Unless it's like other situations. Like so for example, if I if something good has happened and I'm in a fairly good mood, no one will be able to tell because my face is just exactly the same as it was. Mm. Yes,
3: exactly. Mm, exactly. Yeah.
2: Like stuff like that. So yeah, but that's uh, the I'd say it's, it's, a, it's a in good for hiding pain thing. as well though. Yeah fantastic
0: Fantastic no one
2: ever is really crazy. knows <laughs> no one ever really knows they'll never find out
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kinda interesting um yeah and then last question is uh what what question you just see mark what question do you want to ask the next guest because that question we just gave you was someone from was from the previous guest
3: so, what? Yeah,
0: yeah it was
1: that's insane because those are really good questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Damn. So, what one question? So, no pressure. Wanna... We got here? No pressure, no
1: pressure.
0: No pressure. That's a lot of pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what question would you want to ask the next guest?
1: Uh dang, that's
0: tough. You got me on the spot. I think it doesn't have to be like deeper in it. It can be about anything.
3: Yeah. you know how i think how i think of it is like if you had a question just for your guys you have a deep convo with your guys and you just have a question that you think about on a random one like what would one of those questions be
1: i guess if you could put something in a time capsule right from now that you'll like receive 10 years later from now what would it be Mm, like we flipping it I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say something that you would say to yourself ten years from now, but like you wouldn't, like you wouldn't be able to say that to that. Like you would put it in a time capsule. Let's say you write a message to yourself ten years mm-hmm. from now. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, why just put it um towards Like just like something you would say. Is there something you put in a time capsule that you receive ten years from now? What would it be? Cause it's interesting. Some people will be like, "Hey, like I'll put like a, I don't know what's a famous player card, like a, I don't know, like let's say a Patrick Mahomes football card that ten years from now will be worth something, or like a Lamar Jackson football card or something mm. like that. Like they'll put something lucrative that would become worth value. But then there's some people who write a message to themselves, or some people who put like a fortune cookie message. Oh, yeah. in, mm. you know it's interesting to see like. Where people's kind of heads at, like, do they want to put something that will benefit them, uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, materially? Mm. So that's my question. I think that's a good one. I think that's no, a good. it's question. A, good question. Uh, I like it. a good question. I like
0: it. I like it. I like
1: it. Under um, pressure too. Under pressure.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
0: man. But now, um, Mark, it's it's been a pleasure. That conversation was. That conversation was amazing. I love the conversation. That was a really good conversation. For sure. For no, sure. that was yeah, that was really good. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We definitely need to run it back at some point. We definitely run it back. Um but yeah, to the listeners, thank you guys for listening. Um be sure you wanna drop your social mark or?
1: Oh yeah, you can find me
0: on Instagram, the Mark
1: Foundation on Instagram. I don't really use Snap. you can find me on Facebook, Mark's Vader. Find me on LinkedIn. I just set that up on LinkedIn. Um so yeah, yeah. Mark's a that's me. I like your boy.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it and um stay blessed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh,